Hello. Hey there. Hi, this is Cityscape with the pink font, and I am Paige. And I am Miranda, the co-host. And uh, we're going to talk some smack about Sex in the City, season one, episode 11. Yes, episode 11 is called The Drought. And a quick summary of The Drought is uh, Carrie and Big have been having, you know, a lovely time building a semi-functional foundation of their relationship. And with the new relationship comes all of the wonders of, well, if you are, if you're um, sexually active people, um, you know, a sexually active time with your brand new partner. But then uh, Carrie toots in front of Big. Let's add a little toot in the bed. Mm-hmm. And she obviously feels very embarrassed. And after that, uh, they go through a dry spell of no sex. And Carrie spends the entire episode freaking out about it and complaining to mostly Miranda, the character. And uh, let's see, what else happens in that episode? I don't remember any of the subplots, so... I remember the... Yeah, I don't remember any of the subplots. (laughs) I do remember me thinking to myself as I was watching this, God, this is the most annoying episode thus far. Yeah, yeah. It definitely was, like, just so stupid. Oh, um, I think... Oh, so Miranda, um, the character... Uh, is simultaneously in a drought of her own where she hasn't had sex in like three months. Um, Oh, I think the other subplot, I remember Samantha Mm -hmm. is in her yoga class and and has like a ton of sexual tension with the yoga teacher who is like celibate by choice. And it's like tantric celibacy. So it's like getting off, off of the like, build up the tension the sexual tension but not sexual release of any kind um and that subplot culminates with samantha asking someone in her uh yoga class to go fuck so and they do ah uh, there's a, yep there we that go that was there, the one that was the subplot. the subplot now yeah. i remember here we are here so. we go After that summary, Paige, kick Uh, us off with your uh, first note. With my first note, my first note is ridiculous because my first note was just like, what the fuck, making out with ice cream in your mouth? I mean, sometimes it can be cute, maybe. I don't know. I've never, I, I, I can't say that I've made out with someone with ice cream as the, like, conduit between our mouths. Yeah, that's, I mean... I mean, Big and uh, Carrie uh, at the beginning of the episode have this nice little smoochy moment where they're both eating ice cream and uh, then they then they start kissing with ice cream in their mouth. And I'm like, that's that's like feeding None a bird. You. Yeah. You're like feeding a bird. None for that's me, not thanks. hot. That's not hot at all. And then she farts and that's what she's worried about. Eat the birds, ice cream in no. my mouth. Oh wow! Here we are. Um, yeah, I, 
I, my note was, uh, yeah, that first time that you like have a bodily function in front of the person that you are like super, like super into, um, it's like such a moment of sheer, like simultaneous panic and embarrassment because like bodily functions are funny, but embarrassing usually in in my opinion. Um, so you've got like that panic and the embarrassment, but then you also have that like relief of like, oh my God, I don't have to like pretend like I don't have to fart sometimes. Like, oh God, praise. Maybe now we can both just like be humans that are gross together as opposed to like the pristine version that you present for the first like two months of a relationship. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have, I don't poop. What do you mean? We don't poop. No one poops in this universe. I don't, that's not a thing I do ever. Like, how dare you? How dare you imply that I have such a skill (laughs) set? How dare you imply that I have a digestive tract? I, yeah, I don't How need to dare get rid of the, no. I don't have an elimination system. Anyway, wow. <laughs> that was my first note. I was oh. like, that's, it's such a, like, what's weird to me, I think though, in this like context of these, the episode is just like the fixation that it's going to ruin the entire relationship. I don't know. Maybe that's a like thing. Like maybe for some people it's like, oh my God, you, you tooted in front of me. Goodbye. Like get out we're done relationship status well isn't that like kind of like 50s housewife like i can't picture lucille ball farting in front of desi and getting away with it even though that would be that episode of i love lucy would kill it'd be very funny i mean it would be great (laughs) just thinking of all of the face the facial expressions that she could manifest for uh that episode Oh man, but that would never happen because it was the 40s and the 50s. And also, Uh I don't think the TV censors would let that happen in the 1950s. Any sort of fart joke. Um, My next joke, my my next joke, because all of these notes are basically jokes. Um, This (laughs) bothered me so much that Carrie was fixating on this fart. Because she kept on saying, he's so perfect. And I'm not perfect if I do this. He's so perfect, perfect, perfect. And I'm like, he is not perfect. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody in your friends group suggests to you that he is not perfect. Um, what the hell? <laughs> um, but also to jump on another question, uh, as the demisexual on the podcast, the question is, is it normal to lay in bed with someone and not do it? Yes. I will say, yes, it is absolutely normal. That was, that was something that I think bothered me about the episode as well. It's just this idea that I, it was just bothersome to me that like a, she's like thir- a 32 year old. Okay, so, like, isn't she, like, it? yeah, it's totally normal to, like, not have sex every single night of your relationship. 
I mean, I mean, I'm a, I am a sexually active person. I enjoy sex a lot, but like, I don't have to like have sex with the person I'm attracted to every single night. Now there are some weeks where perhaps that would be necessary or wanted or warranted, but it doesn't necessarily indicate that there's something wrong. Now I will say when you go on like two months or like a month and a half, then it like might warrant a conversation. Um, just from experience, like I I've been in relationships that are like not in a great place. And like this, if your sex life has been at a certain pace for a long duration, like outside of that initial honeymoon phase, and then there's like a distinct shift, then usually like that has indicated a problem, like your partner not knowing if they could ever love you, which was in my case. Um, well, anyway, um, that's that I found that very like annoying. Yeah, that I was annoyed by that because that also makes uh, that also makes an, a negative um, a negative outlook of people who just don't enjoy sex for various reasons, whether it's trauma based or low libido, or they just they're just don't like it. It's just not their thing. Like, um, yeah. but it, it kind of puts a lot of per, like a verbal and cultural pressure on on thinking that that's not normal and like oh so if i'm laying in bed with somebody just reading a stephen king novel and they're reading their comic books it's all of a sudden right like we're we're the weird ones right and it doesn't i just yeah i I couldn't do it like (laughs) um kind of going back to something we said earlier um when we were talking about farting Samantha's quote of men don't like women who are human. And I think about this all the time, just like the standards of like what it feels like we have to meet to find like a partner. And it does feel that way sometimes. Like there's just, there's no permission to be a basic human that like has body hair or has razor burn, or um, doesn't have like perfect X Y Z thing, and I don't know. It just like is exhausting. <laughs> oh yeah, it is exhausting. Um, I um I don't have anything to add to that because you you said <laughs> you said it all, and I don't really care anymore. Um, I, I, well, I care about what I look like. I care about like presentation, but in terms of catering to the male gaze, I'm, I'm indifferent at this point. Um, that's all, that, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Um, I want to, I do want to talk about the yoga teacher. Let's do it. Because, uh, like what well, he was he tantric i forget what what it was what he said that what? it was this yoga this yoga teacher who is hypersexual 
like everything he does is an innuendo uh, for the deed, but he himself does not perform the deed because of of this set of beliefs that he has. And I find that fascinating because he's kind of le- like he's leading Samantha on with no intention of like, no, I don't, I don't think he's leading her on in the sense that like, he subscribes to this idea of like tantric celibacy. So like his, his way of like in finding, you know, that, that special time for himself and a partner is literally just like the, the tension and I mean, he's up front with her about that. So I oh, don't you're feel right. Like, he totally, never like, mind. He's, he's not leading her. Like, he is a sexual person, but, like, he just expresses his, like, sexual enjoyment in a different way, but he's honest about it from the beginning. So, like, I, I don't think he's, like, leading her on because he, he uh, like, he basically says, like, yeah, like, the payoff in this for me is just the tension, so okay you you read that you read that probably more accurately than i did um but also samantha (laughs) samantha like almost took it up like a challenge which yeah it which i think she thought eventually he would break yeah i think that's what she thought but like he, he was he was so set in his ways uh, but when he was doing those hip, like those hip opener exercises during yoga, are no joke. If you stretch the right muscle, like you will like cry, cry means- tears of just like <laughs> no one will ever love me. Those have been some weird, weird yoga. Is that yoga the feeling you keep in your hip? Um. The last time I've done the hip opener exercises, that was the that was the feeling I kept in my head. Nothing like a feeling expressed through joint work. Oh yes, and uh, meditative breathing during during yoga. Yoga is a weird church that I sometimes go to. Sometimes you find out a lot about yourself in inflicting gentle pain on your body while focusing on the oxygen entering and exiting your body. And I bet that's what Sting feels like when he's having sex. If we're talking about tantric meditation. I don't know if I ever want to imagine Sting having sex. You know what? You know what? No. Sting? No. I thought you were about to say Sting could get it. (laughs) That was going to be really... You know what he could? No. What do you mean by Sting? What do you mean you don't think Sting is sexy? No. You don't don't. think... He's, He's not... He's not... He's not my type. Okay. That surprises me. I don't know why that Sting is not my type? That... Yeah, I thought... I thought that Fields of Gold was a solid record and was enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess I was wrong. Takes more than just that for me, Paige. Oh, man. Oh, now I want to know what song did it where you were just like, Sting, nope. No, it's not. It's not like, 
a song. Like, like literally, Sting is just not my okay, not my type. Like, yeah, no. I'm looking. I I was refreshing my memory to see if maybe I forgot what Sting looked like. Um, but now you none, now. Yeah, none for me. Thanks. Okay. Um, but hey, can't yuck someone else's yum. Like no, no. No, I'm going to listen to Fields of Gold after we get done with the recording this. That's some, like, adult contemporary uh, <laughs> top 40 1990s pop rock spectacular. There was a lot of descriptions there. I don't care. Um, Sting is a good-looking man. I'm for you. <laughs> for, for, for you. Me. Miranda, the Miranda, the co-host, not Miranda, the character. I'm sure the Miranda, the character would love Sting, but Miranda, the co-host does not like Sting. You know, I'm sure they'd make a great couple. I'm just saying it wasn't right for me. I'm rooting for, oh man, I would ship Miranda and Sting. (laughs) I'm going to write fanfic about that. Please do. Then we can read it on the podcast. We can read it on the air. Yep. It's called Don't Stand So Close to Me. I feel like that would be on brand, actually, from Randy the character. friends are so jealous. You know how bad girls get. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm done now. Back to the back to the task back to at the, hand. Back to the task at hand, which is me. My next note says uh, that when Carrie is talking to, uh, I want to say Miranda, and someone says, or Miranda says, "Why won't you just talk to him?" And I feel like that is a summary of like every every issue in this that Carrie has it's just like why won't you just talk to him I also feel like that is just a a word of advice that we reiterate time and time again which is communication is a hell of a drug and perhaps we utilize it in our relationships so that we're not like constantly wondering in the drama of like what's happening why what like will they love me are they gonna leave me like all of that bullshit where you fucking stand like like if you don't love me let me know yeah if you you don't want to get pizza on tuesday let's not get pizza on tuesday don't have me show up to the pizza place and be like, oops, sorry about you. That's never happened. But I've heard that it has with us. I've people. been stood up before. It's um, some bullshit. Yeah, fuck that. Like I've, I've been- never stood someone up, but I have I <laughs> I've been stood up. I, heard- <laughs> I I I waited like an extra hour and a half, even though I I like recognized I was like, I'm about to get stood up. But I stayed and I gave it some time to really sink in. And then I went home. <laughs> I, I respect that. I think a mutual friend of ours uh, went on a date and the person was straight up texting them, hey, I'm on my way repeatedly. 
until like an hour and a half went by and that person was like oh no that's not that they're not coming but that's that's a big flex right there to straight up text the person and say i'm on my way and then never show up what the fuck who does that um i'm just gonna I'm just going to name that dude Monster Marvin did that to somebody. (laughs) I just made up somebody's name, Monster Marvin. (laughs) It's an asshole. It's not funny. It's not. Why are we laughing? All the before times. Oh wow! When you can, when Monster Marvin could pull such a stunt. That's fucking. That's fucking atrocious. That is. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Even though we're laughing, we're laughing because of the absurdity. Not Um, because, not because we think that that was a, a a funny thing. We're laughing at the absurdity of it. Not. It, yeah, don't do dear that to people. Dear listeners, I'm getting up close here for a moment. If you agree to a date and you realize you don't want to go on that date, don't ghost that person. Just be honest and say, no, thank you. None for me, thanks. And move on with your day. The end. Thank you. Brought to you by the Council of Ethics. Yes. <laughs> What's your next You song? will remember me when the west wind moves. I had to put a sting song in there. Um, my note was actually attached to your <laughs> note because I just said that Carrie was acting like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Um, um, and also the way that Miranda, the, the, um, character, not Miranda, the co-host was talking to Carrie during this note. I just realized that I could never be that friend to say that because I am just too independent for it. Like, like telling, like suggesting, why don't you talk to your partner about it yeah like i think i'm just too independent to really understand what i mean i understood what carrie's problem was and it was all um it 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 was all self-esteem that's basically what 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 carrie's problem is usually all about self-doubt and self-esteem after a while if i were in this friends group that would really like wear me down because not because not uh not because like i I don't sympathize with it. Yeah. But it's also like Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, get it together. <laughs> Just get it together. Although I will say, like, that leads into my next note, which is Carrie's quote of where she's talking about, I'm not like me. Like, I, I put together cute outfits. Like I have to be sexy Carrie and I have to be professional Carrie and I have to be, and like what that, that quote is so, I think it's so relatable 
for for women particularly, especially of like a cert of a certain age, like it it does feel. Dep- I mean, especially depending on just like the type of personality personality you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that I understand because I've been attracted to this personality where it feels like I don't really have permission to be myself because like, what if they don't like just my, like who I am as a person. So I, I really polish up and present the best part of me every single time because I feel like I have to be perfect in order to be worthy of this person's love. And like, I mean, I, I, I really identified with that because I, I feel that way. I feel, I feel that way with some of my friends, like, I need to be like the best version of myself. Otherwise, like I'm going to upset this person. Oh God, that's mm. who that that's real. Um, and I have to say, not, not that, that I've learned completely learned that lesson, but I found I've, I've been lucky to make those, to learn those lessons early on that if you have to do that like you do have the power to walk away and there will be people that you do gel with yeah um, no, and and in all in all of in every part of your evolution there will be people there yeah around you you will not be alone you will not be alone loneliness is i mean it's real but to say that there's absolutely no one out there who platonically or romantically, there's somebody, yeah. no one, no one that to quote, to quote Stephen Sondheim's into the woods. No one is alone. Um, Truly. And I hate myself for, for, for making another musical theater reference, but. Um, I feel like it's pretty on brand for the podcast. Oh so. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and my note when it when it came to the um uh, uh, being a more together carry, um, when you're passing the the with the red flags, it's more mostly what I just said. Like, I mean, you have to. Uh, she's shaping herself into being an idea, I mean, and not think- who you really are, and um. That that's when that's when um, I, I think that's when when the little pieces of your soul start gradually being eaten away by different parts of a relationship or a friendship yeah. or a friendship group is when when the the idea of who you are starts over overpowering your natural impulse. Or is yeah. bashed down. Your natural impulse is being bashed down to the point where there's only the idea left. And that's, oh man, Carrie. Carrie is very confused in this episode. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to say she was confused. I think that she's, it's just where her insecurity is like on the biggest display. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, and and that's, not a critique because the reality is that everyone has insecurities. Yep. 
and it's how we how we manage them, how they manifest is just different for everyone. And we all have different coping mechanisms to address them. And sometimes they are just very maladaptive and not actually helpful. So, mm-hmm. and that is okay. It takes a long time to unlearn the things that are instilled within us. Yes, it does. I only have uh, two more notes left. I think that's about right for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, uh, I'm just going to skip the one, uh, skip one of the notes and go straight to the last one because I just looked at it and I'm like, that's not, that's not interesting at all. Peace, Scott. Come on, do better. Um, when, when Carrie does end up talking to Big at the end, he kind of talks to her like a dad. <sighs> and he frequently does that. And yet he, he's the one who acts like a child mostly sometimes. And uh, yeah, I, I never really noticed it until this episode that like he really does think that he, he's putting off an energy that he is above her. Just by just by the way that he walks into her apartment and is shocked by how well put together the apartment is. I think that if there's an like a just a, a power dynamic that inherently like makes someone behave a certain way, like I think Carrie is obviously insecure. But the way Big behaves plays into that insecurity and only enhances it. And I think that the dynamic that is apparent from their like distinct income levels. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course, she's going to feel like she has to be perfect all the time. Like you, you do, for all intents and purposes, like have a perfect life and you you have you behave in this like very pristine manner and like that would make anyone be a little neurotic I think oh yeah and especially when when like you're aware that like his position can only go up as a writer like as a it's an ebb and flow and it's a hit or miss on whether you whether you're going to 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 get a, a wide a wide circulation um through a newspaper or through your own like novel or your own essays or, or what whatever whatever you you choose to express yourself on paper um it's like a hit or miss um it's like another Stephen Sondheim reference of like you know uh the one song where it's like one day you're over the hill, but I'm I'm still here. That one. I'm still here. Follies. That's yep. it. I made it through my memoirs, and I'm here. There uh, we are. There we go. From the from from our powers combined. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can figure out the Sondheim the Sondheim reference. There's well, always a Sondheim reference. Oh God, there, there, there really is. 
Um, my friend Bradford, whenever he's sad, I always have to tell him, don't listen to the Sondheim. There's yeah, darkness in Sondheim. Yeah, it's just like the, all of the sadness one can feel. So that was your last note, right? That was mine. All right, I have two more. Um, cool. So with Miranda, the character's three-month sex drought, um, she keeps getting catcalled by the construction worker that's outside her video store um, place. And like every day it's like the same, like, ooh, like I've got what you need. And finally Miranda, the character snaps and she goes, oh yeah, do you have what I need? Because I need to get laid. I haven't had sex in three months. So can you give me that? And his response, which is what the, the note I took was, take it easy, lady, I'm married. And like, that just sat with me because Miranda's, the character's response to that was, oh, I'll talk and no action. Big surprise. And, and I... I respect like, that. I respect yes. that. She called him out, but also, wait a minute, dudes, you're allowed to be a dick and, and be in, in joke infidelity in front of your boys and when we turn you down we're the bad guy or if we like are like all right yeah fine let's fucking go you want to keep cat calling me you want to you want to like sure let's go have sex and then it's oh no 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 like i am married sorry oh uh, uh, i <laughs> like, was i was i was being a performance artist i'm sorry yeah i was auditioning for douchebag number one um <laughs> Did I get the job? Did I get it? It's it's douchebag number one slash cat collar extraordinaire who doesn't respect people on the street. Um, yeah, I just that I felt that on a very deep level. Um, and then my last note was um, Carrie at the end. So big, as you mentioned, comes to see her apartment. And Carrie's like outro monologue says something along the lines of odd how normal can sometimes feel uncomfortable. And I was thinking about this from like a therapeutic sense, um, because as you when you when you experience like a lot of trauma, um, you, you form coping mechanisms that sometimes are really maladaptive, but feel, but feel comfortable. And that's yeah. not to say like, obviously I normal to a degree is like a subjective thing. Like who can really say what normal is, but I think in the sense, I'm going to uh, just make an assumption that in the context of the sentence, like the, the idea of normal is actually like a placeholder word for um, like a secure or like safe attachment. Um, a or place a without conflict. Yeah. And how like that can feel really uncomfortable because you don't necessarily learn or grow up with like that sense of stability or that sense of safety or that sense of security when it comes to the relationships you're building. So I just, I, I, I can relate to the, the comment because um, sometimes that, you know, 
as an imperfect person who is forever growing and trying to be a better human, um, trying to break some of the, the like feedback loops and the pathways, like try to re trying to rebuild those pathways of like my automatic response to something can feel really uncomfortable because it's not what I've done for the last 29 years mm -hmm. in, in order to survive to this point. So also, there we are. Yeah. And you're, you're constantly retraining yourself. Um, I don't know why I thought of saying this, but we're also, I've been thinking a lot about um, the lessons that you take from your own, from your, particularly your mother. Um, like the way that your mother talks about other women is going to be the way that you're going to talk about other women. So like, that's been, that's been a really interesting lessons, a lesson to unlearn in the past, like five, five years is realizing that like, oh, my points of view um, have been uh, uh, about, about other women have been shaped um, from, from uh, assumptions that are out of date um, or just straight up mis misunderstood. So um, in, in being comfortable in, in fi finding your perceptions, the perceptions of what that you thought were off are really quite normal. Um, so yeah, you're, we, we got a lot from this episode. <laughs> Yeah, can't wait for the next one too. Because guess what? The season finale. The season finale, um, and uh, that the, the, there, there's a perfect sting song um, coming your way. Cause we turn the clock to zero, honey. It's da, 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 straight on the money. We're starting on a brand new day. Turn the clock all the way back. I wonder if she'll take me back. I'm thinking in a brand new way. And Miranda is so annoyed. And I can I can feel annoyed. Not annoyed. I can feel the audience just cringing right now, being like, make it stop. She knows too much. Stay in the police. I like it. I just don't wanna, I'm not attracted to Sting. It's okay. And that's okay. Is it? Is yeah. It yeah, it is. But I, if, if somebody wants to email us and tell, tell you that you're wrong, I'm, I guess that's the, I, let's do it. Fight me cowards. Fight fighter. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or want to send us your favorite Stang song, uh, it is cityscapepink at gmail. Uh, I am Paige Scott. I can be found at Pageless Scott on Instagram and Twitter. And I am Miranda Narig, which is at Miranda Narig only on Twitter. Because fuck them other social media sites. <laughs> Boom. You heard me, Instagram and Facebook. She don't want none of you. I really don't. Cool. Not one bit. Not one bit. Welp, uh, we'll see you again for the season finale. Goodbye. Bye.